your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell and I'm in the studio without a co-host this morning. Karen is away, but I'm not alone. I'm pleased to welcome to the studio graduating student, Blake Quinlan. Hi. Hi, Blake. Uh, so you've had the photos taken and you had to prom. Does that mean you've already graduated from Huntsville High School? Um, emotionally, yes, but uh, grad's actually tomorrow um, as of the day of recording, uh, which is kind of exciting, but... Yeah, so I finished my exams, I've had grad, I've had photos, but I haven't walked the stage yet. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. And now that you've graduated, what are you thinking about? Uh, you actually have line, lined up a job for yourself. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm going to spend the whole summer working with the Huntsville Festival, which is super exciting. Um, I did it last summer, but this year, because I did last summer, I get to take on a lot more responsibility, and I'm learning a lot more this year, um, which is really exciting, so... So you were a co-op student. Is that how you found out about Huntsville Festival Yard? Um, no, actually. My mother is friends with Dan's mom. Um, so when the festival posted a job posting, she was like, oh, she suggested I go apply. And so I tried that. And I really didn't expect I'd get the job because I had very little experience in the field at the time. But Dan took me on with three other um, youth, which is like age 13 to 24. So not really youth. They were all at a high school and in university. Um, but then I worked last summer and as when, when we started co-op in the spring this year, I, I had to get something in the arts field because I'm doing what's called, I did, I guess past tense now, I did what's called a specialist high skills major. So I get a special seal on my diploma signifying that I did extra studying in the arts and culture field. So as part of that, I had to get a co-op in the arts and culture field, basically. So Well, that was pretty early, easy for you to find a co-op yeah. that was yeah. suitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I got pretty lucky that Dan was able to take me on um, because actually my classmate and I decided we were going to tackle it as a co-op together. Um, so he took on two co-op students for the first time, which was a huge feat. So we're both really grateful for that. I know you've been busy. I've seen you at different events, often hosting and welcoming people to, uh, for example, the Good Lovelies at the barn and other things. But what have been your tasks generally or have there been any specific <laughs> things that repeat? Well, a, a lot of it comes down to like what we call schlepping, which is the loading of the gear and the hauling the tents and setting up and tear down is sort of the primary, but there's always more to do after that. And like you mentioned, I do a lot of um, at events. I'll host it. I'll run the info booth sometimes when we don't have volunteers. Um, most excitingly, I mean, in terms of tasks, I got to paint at En Plein Air. It was really, really wild that that ended up happening because I really wasn't expecting to get to do that. So that was on June 24th. I was actually going to talk about that with you. <laughs> um, that was a really bad weather day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were putting up tents, I imagine, early. Yeah. And it was the taking down that was really the hard part yeah. in the rain. Honestly, I was kind of grateful for the rain that day because by the end of the day, it would have been a really hot one without the rain. So I was yeah. glad that the, it was kind of cooling us off by the end of the day there. We're going to swing around back to that in a minute, but I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about where 
your interest in art came from, and both visual arts and now the performing arts, it seems. Um, did you grow up in Huntsville? Um, well, yeah, mostly. I, I was born in Toronto, but my parents moved here when I was really little, so we're one of those transplant families. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom always really encouraged my creativity. She loved like letting me paint and get super messy and really encouraged me to explore that side. And, you know, my dad as well, Tim Rice, um, also an artist, tried to, you know, he had more of a hands-off approach to my art, but he was always like inspiring me to create and was because he's pretty prolific as yes. a painter. Yeah. So I imagine you saw a lot of that happening. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when I was a kid, I got to help him set up some of his shows. Um, back when the Wilgris was still a restaurant and he was working there, their owners ha- hosted a show for him there, which was a fun one to set up because um, it was how to hang in a restaurant and how to hang his art in a restaurant that does not match that vibe. Um, he tried to hang one of his paintings, which is a painting of Mary with the word MILF on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I can I can actually picture that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it might actually be in your guys' warehouse right now. <laughs> Have you always enjoyed doing art? Uh, yeah, I really can't imagine a time when I wasn't like in love with drawing or painting or doing that. Like I was always the quote unquote artsy kid in school. Um, I have a distinct memory of one of the times a kid came up to us for an art project. A kid came up to me for an art project and was like, there's this one part I'm struggling with. I just need to get it done. Can you do it for me? And I was like, no, (laughs) like I can't, I'm sorry. Cause it, and it was, um, yeah. So I've always personal. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's one of those things where it was a, we had to like do a thing about ourselves. And there was this one part he couldn't draw. And I was like, that takes away the assignment. Like, sorry. (laughs) What kind of mediums do you favor? Um, lately, I've been falling in love with gouache all over again. I discovered it when I was really little, but I sort of took a step back from it. Um, Maybe you better say what gouache is. Oh, yeah. It's sort of, it's like, um, it's like a watercolor, but it's more opaque and it's almost chalky and very muted colors, which really sort of mashes with my style and my art really well. So I love, I love gouache, but I grew up working in acrylic. My dad always worked in acrylic. Um, so I've loved like the texture I can make with acrylic, but I've been, for some reason it's, it's like so contrasting loving gouache and acrylic at the same time, I think, but they're, they're sort of my two, my two favorites right now. And watercolor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Watercolor, just like the three sort of main painting cult, like mediums are where I've always been really happy. I know that you do poetry as well. Yeah, I, um, I do indeed. I don't know how you found that out. <laughs> but I, um, I do write a, quite a bit of poetry. I do write short stories. Um, I, it's always, it's one of those things that's very like emotional, very personal that I don't talk about very often. So, um, yeah, recently I just actually finished up one of my final courses was a writer's craft course. Um, so I got that kind of pushed me to do a lot more creative writing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What inspires you uh, in any of those things, either the uh, the poetry or the arts themselves? Um, I think definitely my like main inspiration has always been my life experiences. Um, I feel like that's true for any artist, whether conscious or subconscious. I mean, when I was really little, art was sort of how I expressed myself because I really, when I couldn't put words to my emotions, I just painted. I just threw art on a canvas, just drew whatever I was feeling at that moment. Um, so I have and a lot of... you had some fundamentals given to you by yes. being taught uh, by Diane Finlayson. Yes. Yeah, actually, Diane taught me um, when I was really little because, again, with my mom wanting to encourage that creativity, um, she 
put me in Diane's classes uh, before Diane even had her big studio back when she was in a tiny little office, even smaller than this one with four kids. Um, that's where I, that's where I learned like a great teacher. Yes. Oh, she's forever. One of my favorite art teachers, um, mm -hmm. her and Suzanne Allen have taught me so much and I'm like so grateful to both of them. Miss Allen um, is, you've had for a couple of years. It yeah. Seems. Yeah. Uh, starting in grade 11, actually last year was the first class she taught of mine. Um, cause I had taken art in grade nine and then COVID sort of broke us off and I decided in grade 10 I didn't really want to risk it because of how uncertain things were because art online was just really not fun for me because the love I have of art classes being able to go into a class and mm -hmm. spend my morning painting and learning new things and not sitting on a computer and typing into a google doc you know mm -hmm. um so yeah definitely Suzanne taught me in our drawing and painting course last year and that one actually that course really was where I started to push myself in technique and creativity. And Suzanne was a phenomenal teacher and always like, she always tried to be supportive and like encourage what we were doing, but also would make critiques and didn't do critiques in the way that was your art was bad, but it was, I'd love to see you try this or I'd love to see more here, which is I think what makes her a phenomenal teacher. And I'm so sad she's retiring soon. Um, cause I feel so bad for the coming students. I mean, I don't feel really bad cause the other teachers taking over are also amazing people. So. Is there something you've learned or studied in high school that you're taking with you in particular? Um, I mean, I'm taking everything I'm taking with me, but I mean, most primarily the new media we ought to explore, like encaustic painting and batiking. All the workshops we did with even Sue Tate, we did um, an alcohol ink workshop. Oh, yes. Like those new medias and those new techniques that I would, I would never have gone out and bought the hundreds of dollars of supplies that it costs to do those types of um and caustic for example oh my gosh and caustic yeah. oh it was so fun we got to do that at Fleming I've College I tried that myself yeah. yeah it's oh it's hard but the uh, undertaking the preparation on yeah. all of the techniques and tools oh I mean that's it is yeah a commitment it's such a commitment we we were really lucky the um teacher we had whose name is unfortunately slipping my mind at the moment um she was really nice and had prepped one board for us to sort of play around with and practice and moving the paint and then another board she made us prime ourselves which it's it's a it's it's an undertaking to say the least I think this is a good moment. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Blake Quinlan, talk more about art and the Huntsville Festival of the Arts. And we'll be right back. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm in the studio with Blake Quinlan. Blake is a student who's graduated, almost, <laughs> <laughs> and an HFA intern. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about Huntsville Festival of the Arts, and I'm going to come back to that. Um, you had some performing arts experience as a child, it seems. You yes. told me before, and Dwight. <laughs> what was that? Um, yeah, so I, I um, 
my first like sort of play that I was in, my mom put me and my brother in a production of Alice in Wonderland uh, with one of the local companies when we were really, really little. So we did that. It was really fun. It was sort of that like very, very, very juvenile. Like, I don't remember most of it. I had two lines. Right. Um, And that was when I was like, oh, I enjoy the stage. I think production is really fun. But I, of course, had stage fright because I was a little kid. And so I sort of came and went from theater over the years. I, uh, I don't, I didn't really do much acting in my youth. I did a couple like community plays here in and there. In high school though, this past year, I understand you had a role with Adam's family. Yeah, I did. Um, as I sort of grew up, I, I did, I did a little improv in high school, but then I, um, I helped with the Newsies in grade nine and I did backstage tech, but then because of my role with HFA over last summer, um, I was able to run lighting and do the lighting design for Adam's family, which was such a success, such oh a my fun gosh. event. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. It was so exciting. And it caught me off guard because I expected that I would be doing just basically programming it and programming the lights and then running lights on the day of not making every single creative decision in regards to lighting. And that was sort of really exciting but also really terrifying and I am so thankful to John at the theater John McDonald for being so patient with me because I got like you know out of all of a sudden I had to like make every single decision what's the light going to look like here how do I want this to look where am I going to put this texture like all the things (laughs) and he it was so good I had so (laughs) much fun yay the whole presentation and I would have gone back a second night, but it was really? sold I'm out. So glad. <laughs> yeah, no, we were we were blown away by the reception. I um, one of the reasons actually I love lighting is because I can mess up and everything else still looks great. But there there was a specific moment with the lighting cues that we just couldn't get right every night, and nobody noticed. Like it was the joke was still funny every single night. So I have a question: Did you make one of the artworks the appropriated? Yes. Uh, in, they had on the walls appropriated um, masters, I would say, or iconic pictures, right? Redone yes. by the students. Which one did you do? I did uh, Sunday in the Park. Oh. Um, I redid it um, as sort of a mock like family portrait with um, like Gomez and Morticia and Pugsley and Cousin It, except all the extra people I peppered in as Wednesday. So oh. I called it a Wednesday afternoon in the park. Oh, um, fun. As sort of just like a silly little game yeah um so you've had some other experiences with the festival in terms of uh seeing rehearsals you told me last year of ralph and lena and so uh, what other productions sort of have you been related to the Um, huntsville festival of the arts through the festival at least i i got to do um i've done like most of our concerts definitely but in terms of theatrical um ralph and lena was the really big one um i got to help out on snow queen this past uh winter was a really amazing outdoor. You had a outdoor. technical support credit. Yes, yeah. yeah I um I ran around uh, at like eight o'clock at night in the snow and ran all the sound for that. Um, was fun and chilly. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. That was a cold February. It was a cold February. I was impressed that the kids stuck it out. I guess I forget that they're they're pretty resilient little things. Mm-hmm. They were they were good. They um, I mean at least they were dancing. They were moving. They were working up a sweat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did the sound for that. And then Ralph and Lena, I ran sort of backstage management, did some, like, I threw a news- newspaper off the catwalk, that scene there. That was, that was a fun little one. It was a very interesting thing. And outdoor performances are always, you know, chancy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we were worried we were going to, like, we were all worried we were going to have to cancel. Um, yeah. cause that, like, mm-hmm. it was bad, man. 
And you mentioned on plein air market, and I wanted to just say too, not only did you help there, you put a painting in the auction. Yes. And it got sold. Yeah, Sam at the Red Pine um, was very, very generous and ended up picking that up. I saw that you were very thrilled about that because you were both so excited. Well, I know, I know Sam, um, we, like with HFA, I stop in and I have to drop off programs and we chat a lot. Um, and so we've talked about art and creativity and my prospects after school. And I, since I was a kid, I've always dreamed of going to OCAD and that's where she studied. So, um, I thought it was, it was really sweet of her to buy that. Um, and it's ironic because the scene that I painted was Louis II's from 2016, which was before I wondered, Red Pine was there. I wondered why that, yeah. why you chose to pick a, a, the past. Um, well, Louis has a really special place in my heart. Um, it's actually where my parents met um, when I was a kid. So it's kind of like my little, it's, it's, I had to paint something from downtown and Tim, my dad had also painted a painting of Louis, but it was when it was between Louis and the local. And I just wanted to sort of, that's my favorite memory of downtown is that strip of Louis and the bakery and treasures and trophies. And it's important to Sam too, because she's just down the street. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's right <laughs> on her, it's corner. her origins. It's her corner. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was really fun. How does it feel to know that there are people who want to own something you created? Um, it's very, very surreal. Um, it's almost frightening, to say the least, because I, everyone's always told me, oh, you have to make art people will want to buy. And I, I always thought I made art that people didn't want to buy. And in the last week, I have sold three pieces of art, um, which is like really shocking because I, I make art that means something to me and people find meaning in it, which... It means, I guess it means, it means a lot something to, me. to them too. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's. You're making a connection. Yeah. And what you, you, what is it you want people to understand about your art? Um, I guess I want people to understand that my, like, just because my art is meaningful to me doesn't mean that that's the meaning they have to find in it. I, I don't want to say I get frustrated, but I get really frustrated when I see artists write out like the whole story behind a painting on their cards, right? I, I love looking at a painting and feeling what I feel and then learning the artist behind it. Um, but I, yeah. <laughs> it, well, we mentioned it's personal. Yeah. It's personal for the viewer too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and that's what you're, I think you've you got, you've understood that. Um, do you know what events you're going to be covering for this uh, Huntsville Festival of the Arts and the Summer Festival? Have um, you been assigned things? <laughs> well, I have sort of a rough idea. I know coming up, I'm working Stephen Lee Olson this weekend, or this Friday, which is going to be a really great show. I'm looking forward to it. Backstage? Um, yeah, yeah. Probably backstage or helping on lights or really don't know until I get there. Definitely going to be helping with the schlep and the load-in. Um are you doing anything with Nuit Blanche North? Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to be there with the teardown set up, probably working our booth again. And um, that's on uh, the 22nd of July. Yes. Yeah, everybody should Everyone mark that. Should yeah. Definitely come to Nuit Blanche. Great arts, great festival. Um, really excited. Um, this year we have so many amazing, like, even Sam from Red Pine, I believe she's putting something in Nuit Blanche, so... What, what are the highlights ahead for you as a, a participant if you are not working? Um, ironically, I am really looking forward to Reg Addiction. Um, I, that one. I saw them. They performed in at the River Mill launch. Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were at River Mill, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to catch them at the season launch. Um, yes. They're 
their singer, she's fantastic. Their whole band, I'm really excited because the band that they brought was just like a smaller scale of who they actually have. When is that on? Oh gosh, that is. Mm. Oh yeah, on the 29th. Yes, that's 29th. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also really, I'm really looking forward to in August. Um, actually, during my birthday week, uh, Lemon, the drag performer, is coming, and Steve Patterson are the ones. I'm. I really love Steve Patterson's book, um, so I'm really excited to see him, and I want to see what he does when he's not debating with people, <laughs> when he's not hosting debates. Yeah. Well, there's lots to look forward to, and we yes. encourage people to get the festival brochure because uh, it's full, jam packed, yes. right? Even the film at the dock. You oh know? Yeah. yeah. Outside, that's always a fun thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, the... and also a new addition would be the Three Fires Film Festival. Yes. At the end of July, the 27th to the 30th or the 29th, the 27th yeah. to the 29th. 27th to the 29th. Yeah. Yeah. The Three Fires is going to be really, really awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. And pick up the brochure. It's in almost any downtown store, really, or swing by the studio. We always have them there. Looking back at to last year, you combined your two of your passions, your poetry and your painting, with the Rural Ontario Community of Queer Youth Organization, I guess they call it Rocky. Yeah, yeah. And they had a publication of a new zine called Queer Country Crossroads. What moved you to contribute two poems and one painting? Um, well, I actually worked with Rocky before the zine came out. Um, during COVID, they were calling out for volunteers and I needed something to occupy my time. So for the year or so, I did... Um, I coordinated like volunteers and we ran like um, virtual like sort of youth group sessions um, and then we decided to sort of shift our focus from outreach and that kind of thing to storytelling and we wanted to build a collection of queer art and highlight sort of the beauty of rural queer art because we find and we found that that's sort of something that underrepresented yeah um, and a lot of times the queer experience is very very much centered on like the city and that sort of party atmosphere and we wanted to sort of highlight that story and that idea of you know we're different and that's okay um, mm-hmm. and we have a different experience and so I wanted to include um I actually wow it's slipping my mind what two poems I put in I remember the painting I included um because that was actually ironically a painting that I had made for Miss Allen's class I think I saw it yeah it was actually featured on the cover of a CBC News article um uh-huh. Shameless little plug there. Um, yeah, we had to make a painting that featured eyes, I believe, or something that was sort of the prompt. And I was struggling a lot at the time with how I was feeling perceived by society and my gender and all that. Um, and so I made this piece that sort of reflected those emotions and the feelings of like simultaneously isolated, but also hyper perceived. And I that was sort of the concept I was playing with all last semester, which was or last year, I guess, which was sort of a neat theme to explore so what's ahead what do you see ahead for yourself in terms of your art projects or your where art's going (laughs) um yeah it's weird I'm sort of in like a almost like a a middle space right now because I definitely want to pursue um production and theater production because it's such a fun world it's such a unique world I get to meet so many amazing people um and I love I love like the energy after a good show it's almost like there's nothing beats that feeling, but also 
I'm too afraid. Like, I, I don't want to say I have stage fright, but I know I don't belong on stage. That's not where I feel comfortable. I love being in the background and making these performers look and feel their best. Um, and I love, like, an, when an audience has that good feeling, and I love knowing I can contribute to that feeling. Um, but I also, you know, I sold three paintings, and I want to continue creating. So I want to, I'm trying to figure out kind of how I want to balance those two. Um, right now I'm taking a year off of school and I'm going to sort of sit down and flesh out my plan and I want to build my whole portfolio and keep working at it and figure out what I want to create when people aren't making me create and how I want to balance that idea. Well, we're going to watch you and see what happens over the year and where you go, and what you decide. I'm sure whatever you do will be interesting. Wish you all the best in your future. Thank you. And uh, congratulations on graduating. Thank you. Going to talk a little bit about what events are happening around after as a week of July the second, twenty twenty three. The Huntsville Art Crawl is just finishing up, and uh, we're happy to say that the Summer Festival of the Huntsville Festival of the Arts is continuing in full swing. And if you want to know more, you should look for the Summer Season Guide. But uh, don't forget Nuit Blanche North on July the twenty second, and um, there's a lot of individual uh, events: uh, choir, choir, choir. Kyung Ali on the 15th and 16th of July. Oh, the music at noon week begins July 17th, so that's also fun. And uh, there'll be more individuals, uh, artists, and uh, Three Fires Film Festival July 27th to the 30th. In the visual arts, again, finishing June, July 4th is World of Wonder, the Has Members Show, which is in Partners Hall. But it will be followed immediately by Big Spaces, Quiet Places, works by Jill Bushult. That's a solo show. And the opening reception for that is on Friday, July the 7th, from 4 to 6 p.m. Also uh, leaving the Summit Center will be the Huntsville Art Society Colors of Our Soul show. That's on July 4th, the end of that. In the Huntsville Public Library for the month of July, we have Tom Clark and Rick Warren. They're doing landscapes, wildlife, and outdoor scenes. Hospice Huntsville is hosting uh, July and August. Marilyn Smith is the Huntsville Art Society artist. At Chapel Gallery in Bracebridge, Muskoka Arts and Crafts has a, a beautiful show, it looks like, Rocks, Crocs and Hollyhocks. And this is Gwendolyn Boys Sittler, and that is June 30th to July the 22nd. And check out when you're in Bracebridge, the Annex Art Collective on Manitoba Street. That's always a fun place to see what's going on there. The big deal for Muskoka Arts and Crafts in July, of course, is the summer show. And that's on at Annie Williams Park, July 14th, July 15th, and July 16th. And um, you should buy your pass ahead of time. It's only $7 if you do that. And if you're at the door, that's for all three days. But if you only if you come for one day and pay at the gate, it's $10. So it's a deal to buy your pass ahead of time. And you can do that online. Um, there have a call out still just till the end of July from Muskoka YWCA. And it's called Women Create, and it's an exhibition of artists and makers. The show will take place in October, but the deadline for the call is July 31st. Uh, Gravenhurst in the Opera House, we have um, coming up Citronella, the musical. That will be fun. It's a pantomime. It's July 18th to Friday, July 28th. And actually before that, as a tribute to Gordon Lightfoot, and that's on July 4th, Sit Down, Young Stranger. So you can check that out by going to Gravenhurst Opera House. And coming up in Gravenhurst uh, later in the summer in August, 18th to 20th, is the Muskoka Music Festival. 
And I'm going to uh, wrap up. I've mentioned Three Fires, um, but they have their program releases out now, so you can look at what films are on offer. It looks like a really wonderful lineup. And I also want to talk about NASA New Adventures in Sound Art up in uh, South River. They have a full program of things uh, planned, and um, I'm going to talk more with their program director, Darren Copeland, in time a week or so to come. And I've uh, been watching special events on the decomposing piano, which I've been watching myself. And World Listening Day, this is important, July 15th and 18th. So just check out nasa.ca for the whole lineup, and we're going to find out more from Darren in time to come. And that's it for today on Arts R Us. There's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We are Muskoka.